Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. Fightful.com. It is November 2nd, and you might realize you can't see myself or Denise. That's because Denise and I (laughs) plotted against one another. Because this is our post-Halloween spooktacular. We are both in costume. We can't see each other yet. So... May, we've got to figure out how to do this, but before we do it, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap the bell for notifications. I can't tell you how important all that stuff is. Donate a super chat, any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. If you want to support us more directly, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. It's the beginning of the month, best, best time to subscribe. I'm posting exclusive news there every day, uh, podcasts like a half a dozen a week, tons of stuff over there. Oh boy. So we're, we're going to go ahead and get into it. Denise, show me your costume. I'm scared. Well, maybe maybe we should just do it at the same time. Should we just do it at the same time? Yes, but but hold on. Yes, okay. Okay. Can you just cue me? Yes. Three, two, one. <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh my my God. Sean, (laughs) you are the ugliest Taylor Swift I've ever seen in my life. I'm beautiful. Look, look, I don't have a lot going on right now at the moment. Stop it. You're, You're missing. Like, you don't even see see the all of it, Denise. You should go to YouTube.com slash Fightful. See the the beautiful, beautiful SRS nineteen eighty five Polaroid frame that I have up. Five. Uh, yeah, that's the year I was born. Oh, sorry. Duh. I didn't uh, know but that. But you know what? I guess the haters are gonna hate, 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 hate. Much like I am on tonight's episode of WWE Monday Night Raw. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to be laughing this entire episode. BTW, you know what? You may be Taylor Swift, but 
do you have 24 centimeter pythons? <laughs> oh my God, Denise. Uh, let me tell you. I'm not going to talk about 24 centimeter pythons quite yet. We'll do the blue chew read later on. Evan Wright sends a super chat and says, Hollywood Salcedo and Taylor Ross Sapp. Huge pop. It's it's Swift Ross Sapp. Come on. Come Swift on. Ross Sapp. Swift Ross Sapp. Duh. <laughs> My God. Somebody says I'm a mix between Taylor and Kid Rock. Kid Rock doesn't have a beard. I think it's the hair. It's the hair. Um, Kid Rock. Does Kid Rock have bangs like me? I doubt it. Yeah, but I think the hair. Well, okay, I get you. I get what you're saying, but you do look like a Kid Rock, Taylor Swift ish person. Anakin JMT says Denise, you should have dressed as Sean. Colt Bedeau says I thought Sean was Kid Rock. You guys, again, <laughs> haters, haters. Um, <laughs> Reminder, get in your super chats. It'll get your question or statement read on the air. We've got plenty to talk about tonight. Well, I guess we have plenty to talk about tonight. I've got plenty to complain about tonight because uh, this was a, a pointless episode of Raw, Denise. It was a really bad episode where I felt all three hours. I had my blanket on. I was yawning. It was not. It wasn't good for me today. I was like really just waiting to get dressed up and like do this. And this was the highlight of my my Monday. Yeah, yeah, me too. And and I can confirm, sources have confirmed. Actually, I've got Denise's grandmother messaging me right now. She has shit her pants. Denise has shit her pants. That what it, the hell? That she so my grandma's a source now. She confirmed it. She yeah, your grandma stooges to the dirt sheets. Sorry. So what you're telling everybody now is that I just have like a poop butt watching <laughs> doing this stream. Yeah. I am, actually. My God. You know what? I'm sorry, but Hollywood Salcedo does not shit her pants, all right? You just cursed on the air. My God. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. Interviews all week long. How about MJF drop today? Did you see that interview, Denise? I did. You can't say that I'm your biggest troll online anymore because it's definitely MJF. I tried to get him to say nice things about people, and he wouldn't do it. He called you the A word. What? The A word. What's what's the A word, Denise? You know the A word. <laughs> Aaron says I look like Michael Hayes. I do. I do look like Michael Hayes. Oh my <laughs> god. Oh Jesus. So we also have Scorpio Sky this week. We had Jake Hager last week. Just a ton of stuff going on, guys. So make sure you guys check it out. Make sure you guys leave the thumbs up. Uh, subscribe, all that good stuff. Oh, man. Randy Orton comes out. He says he's better than Undertaker, Edge, <laughs> John Cena, and Drew. He says he's better than everyone, and he throws their words back at him, Denise. But then, when he calls anybody out, Alexa Bliss pops up. What'd you think? Oh, God. All right. So, I mean, I didn't mind the start of Raw for tonight. I thought that, you know, Alexa Bliss coming out was a pretty good touch. This kind of went in. Uh, this was fine. I like what Alexa Bliss has been doing. Everything that she did throughout the entire show was really good. And I sort of like how this is, you know, uh, we're kind of seeing, you know, still the continuation of Randy and Drew, but we're also getting the incorporation now of The Fiend. Now, who knows what direction that's going in, but I'm sort of liking how this is not just a, you know, one person versus another person sort of thing. So it does feel like it. it's adding a little something to the Randy Orton-Drew thing. We got a super chat from Evan Wright says, 
Shaq saying Randy Orton has the best white man butt since Steve Nash was better than anything I've seen on Raw tonight. I did not see that whatsoever. I didn't see that either. I bet Randy Orton uh, will greatly appreciate that. My God. My God. But the Fiends music hits and Alexa Bliss is out there. Alexa Bliss looks like she's having the time of her life right now. She really does. And she's doing such a great job. Yeah, she is. She is playing this role about as good as she possibly could. But Drew McIntyre comes out, kicks Randy Orton with the Claymore, and says he wants his rematch. That rematch clause is gone. And I've seen enough rematches already, but you know Drew's going to get one, Denise. Yeah, you know that's bound to happen. There's there's no going about it any other way. So then Miz comes out with John Morrison, and he's ready to cash in. But Drew McIntyre is like, no, 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 no. Nobody but me. And he ends up beating them up, and we get a match for later in the night. We'll circle back to that. But what did you think of the Miz cashing in and, and all of the stuff associated with that? Okay, so I have several thoughts. First of all, I would have liked it a lot more if the Miz cashed in and tried to get the pin on Orton, but still didn't if Orton just kicked out and then Miz was just made to look like a fool. Also, secondly, I don't feel, I get it, like everybody thought like, oh, it was a joke to have Otis win the money in the bank. But at this point, it doesn't even feel like there's a big difference between the Miz having the money in the bank and Otis having the money in the bank. It is the exact same thing at this point. So they could have just end, they could have just had Otis keep the money in the bank, had Roman as a heel, you know, beat the living hell out of him, you know, further Roman reigns as a heel instead of having the Miz win it. Because to be honest, like I just have zero interest in the Miz as money in the bank holder. Yeah, I would really like I would really like Randy Orton to be like, no, you don't get a rematch. You're you're not entitled to a rematch. It's your fault that you gave me so many to begin with. And then Drew finds a way to get money in the bank off of Miz. I would be much more interested in that. Because then Drew gets his title match whenever the hell he wants. I think that would be at least a little bit more entertaining. And Drew can finally like start to get in the head of Randy Orton. Like He can start stalking him about. I think that would be a whole lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> Anakin JMT says, Denise makes a better Hollywood Hogan than Hogan. Well, she is Hollywood. It's natural for her. It is natural. Man, and you... I you, so you colored on the beard, right? I did. It was oh, no. it was kind of hard to do. Oh but no! But I have tape on. in on the mustache. I have tape on the mustache because I was having technical difficulties, and there's feather boas all over this oh, yeah. room. It's a disaster. My uh, allergies are going to be horrible. I'll tell you what. This reaffirms my just belief that I, I do not like long hair. I do not miss having long hair whatsoever. Uh, Your hair used to be longer than that, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it was. It was about this long. It was about this long, maybe a little bit longer. Uh, J.K. Schwal says, "I popped hard at the Boy Meets World Vader reference on the Q and A. It's just an incredible show. It is taught me a lot of nice life, life lessons because of Mister Feeney." Shauna Walensky says, "Love the costumes. You both look great. As for all the haters, Sean, just shake it off. Well, I, I knew I was gonna have to shake off this episode of Monday Night Raw, so." I mean, Denise, do you have any other recommendations of, of of what I what I could do as Taylor Swift? Well, given how you're dressed, you should definitely say that you're feeling 22. I'm not, though. I'm and feeling... you know, I got that shirt, too, by the way. Do you? Yeah, I do. I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked. 
<laughs> oh man. So that segment happened. It definitely happened. And then the guitar on a pole match happened. But, but wait, wait, I forgot. I forgot. Miz livid backstage. I thought he was doing a good job cutting a promo, and Morrison was trying to be a lackey, and he's doing like the fact thing that Tyson Kidd and Cesaro did like years ago. It wasn't good. I like I get that that Morrison's gotta be there. But I thought it undermined a lot of, of what was going on. Like, what Miz was saying didn't mean nearly as much with Morrison being goofy by his side. I don't think it would have made any difference. The Miz was still going to come across the exact same way, in my opinion. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Evan Wright says, love the MJF interview, by the way. You trying to get him to say something nice about Mance Warner and his reaction was prime meme material. I cried laughing. Um, you know what? I can say that no matter how much of a jerk that MJF is, whether he disconnects my microphone or drop kicks his modem during the middle of an interview, uh, it's at least always entertaining and it is always unexpected. So make sure you guys check that out. Woof. It was a, uh, it was a mess, but we had the guitar on a pole match. Zach Barber says, Jeff Jarrett needs to teach people how to properly hit someone with a guitar or they need to scrap them because guitar shots these days are awful. I thought tonight's was. I don't think they are in general, Denise, but I didn't even know the rules of this match. I thought that it was you get the guitar, you hit somebody on the head with it, and the match is over. Yeah. But I was wrong. No, because Hardy hits Twist of Fate, gets the guitar, hits Elias with it, it barely smashes, then he pins Elias. So my, so I had some people say, oh no, once you climb up and get that, then you can get the pin. And I'm like, well, if you have to climb up and get it, you can only get one. So the other guy can't pin the other person anyway, so he can't win. It doesn't make any sense. Just end the match when you smash somebody with the damn weapon. I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, so I, did, I didn't like this because, I, I mean, maybe it's been forever, but I just kind of felt like, okay... After once he hits the guitar, once he hits him on the head with the guitar, the match is over. So when the, they didn't call the, when they didn't, you know, ring the bell or anything like, kept it going. I was like, oh well, I was wrong on that. But here's the thing, though, this match didn't bother me, and there was only one reason as to why that was. It's because I okay, so. We already know we're going to be seeing this match over and over again. The fact that it had this added gimmick stipulation, if anything, made it a lot better than just having to watch this match, you know, over and over again with nothing really special added to it. So, yeah, this match was a mess. Nothing really special came of it. Um, but at least it was something that we don't see every day. And I know that there's people that are not fans of gimmick matches, but so every now and then I'm kind of a mark for those gimmick matches. So um, I kind of didn't hate this as much as the you know, maybe other people did, but it could have been better. Yeah, I'll take this over a standard singles match between these two because I know I'm going to get six more of them by the end of the year anyway. I know I'm going to get six one-on-one -on -one matches. We're probably getting it on the Survivor Series kickoff. I'm shocked they have not done Braun Strowman and Keith Lee again. I thought for sure they were going to do that already. Uh, I mean, they, they kind of did tonight, but... Uh, yeah. yeah, I just know we're going to see more of this. So if they want to throw in a guitar on a pole match, sure, whatever. It's a little bit different. I like when AEW does that. Sometimes you'll have like lumberjack matches and crap like that. But uh, I would just like for it to be better and the rules to be a little bit clearer. Maurice says, Sean, can you ask Denise what she thought of Ariana Grande's new album? 
I thought it was good. I actually did a review about it. And Just Like Magic and POV are my two new favorite Ariana Grande songs ever besides Seven Rings and Dangerous Woman and Side to Side and Into You. Yeah, me too. (laughs) You have no idea what I just said. (laughs) Yeah, me, me too. Me too. Exactly me too. That's exactly what I thought. My God. Rob Wilkins, one of our great mods, says, Off topic, Chris Bay being in a part of Super J Cup, does that surprise you? It does. And I don't know... I I don't know because uh, I haven't had the chance to talk about this or talk to Chris about this. He's in a very very important role, even though New Japan USA is it exists of its own kind of thing right now. The bridge between Impact and New Japan is still very very flimsy. New Japan does not like Impact Wrestling for any number of reasons, dating back to twelve years ago and a bunch of regimes ago where TNA switched their tag titles without asking them for how they treated Okada, for how they treated a lot of different people. Uh, I know that they got some of the blame for a a bad Jeff Jarrett business deal. Um, There's just a lot of, obviously, the Anthem access and then kicking New Japan off of access thing couldn't have helped. If Chris Bay makes a really good impression over there, word can travel, and that could have a big impact. And I have no reason to believe that Chris will do anything but make a positive impact over there. No pun intended. Yeah. I also want to add to that. So when Chris Bay first was, you know, when he was a free agent and people were wondering where he was going to go, what direction he were, he was going to go. I think a lot of people assumed that he was going to choose AEW. And I remember at that time when he chose to sign with Impact Wrestling, I honestly felt that it was the best direction for him to go because I felt, I thought to myself, dude, if Chris Bay goes to AEW, and I, I know that always looks like the prettier picture to go to, he can be, you know, lost in the shuffle with a bunch of young guys that are trying to get screen time on AEW. And so I was actually really happy that he went the Impact Wrestling direction because he has been able to showcase himself each and every single week on Impact Wrestling. So I feel that him getting the shot with New Japan, I'm not surprised only for the reason that his talent and how fast he has gotten from like point A to point B in the wrestling world is like really, really impressive. So I'm not surprised whatsoever to see Chris Bay there in that sense. And the sense of where he has something that I don't think a lot of guys have where it's not just talent but also the work ethic work ethic to actually get you to that point yeah and AEW wanted him they wanted him but Impact had him signed up Uh, my wife just sent me a text message that I do not understand it says teardrops on my guitar on a pole match yes okay so I was gonna say that so thank you so much to your wife who reminded me this okay if that was Taylor Swift's guitar on the pole match. I would kill anybody and anybody, everybody to get that. Oh and Teardrops on My Guitar God. is a Taylor Swift song, and you should definitely check it out because it's really good. My wife actually is is in a video with me that will be on Fightful soon. We did an unboxing and a building of the uh, AEW Jazzwares action figure ring. Like I thought that the instructions were going to be like really in-depth because there's a lot of pieces to it. But uh, she ended up helping me out with that. We don't have her on camera a lot for uh, obvious reasons. Weirdos on the net. But uh, <laughs> but look out for that soon, uh, guys. It's It was a lot of fun doing that, putting that together. That thing, that ring is huge. So make sure you guys check it out. Evan Wright says, need Bay versus Hiromu and Ishimori. I need that. Yeah, that would be a good one. I am stoked to see how Chris Bay does in the Super J Cup. Injection 2K says, I knew someone was dressing as T-Swift tonight. Well, it was me. The only one here that could pull it off. Really? 
Just because I'm short. Thanks. Annika JMT <laughs> says, Denise, you should have dressed as Sean. What was I going to wear? I don't know. I've got a beard. What you is the Sean Ross Sapp look? Do you have a trademark look, Sean? No, I don't. I don't at See, all. You need a trademark look. Zach Barber, who said that Jeff Jarrett needs to teach him how to hit, uh, use guitars, he says, Jeff Jarrett hit picture-perfect over-the-head guitar shots. What's with this across-the-back crap? Zach, uh, buddy, I appreciate you, but I don't know if you are aware of CTE, but I encourage you to Google it. Uh, yeah. That is a thing, and WWE does not do weapon shots over the top of the head anymore and have not for a very, very, very long time, whether they're guitars or chairs or anything like that. They do their best to avoid that whatsoever. I, I mean, you'd have to go back years to find the last over-the-head shot like that. Eloquent says, off-topic, Walter versus Dragonov. Match of the year contender. Yeah, I'm about, I meant to watch that today. I'm going to watch it tomorrow while I work for sure. By the way, guys, Tuesday, uh, I will be uh, doing AEW uh, full gear predictions is what it is. I'll be joined by Stephanie Chase, so make sure you guys join me for that. We're going to get back to the show. We'll get back to the Super Chats. Keep them rolling, my friends. Women's tag team title match. So I complained about this a couple weeks ago, Denise. They've got something. It's got honest-to-God stakes. It matters. And they end it in five minutes. It's... I, I love the New Day promo. I love the things that they said. You could have chopped two minutes off that New Day promo. They did not need that much time. The, the VIP lounge did not need to be that long. You could have just added it here thrown one of the commercial breaks onto it, and you have an honest-to-God 10-minute world tag team title match. I hate when they do this, where it's five minutes every time, Denise. Yeah, see, I actually felt differently about this. I was not feeling this tag team match at all because I felt that it was everything that I had already seen, nothing new, nothing different, and so I wasn't feeling this whatsoever. Yeah, Lana came out to the confusion of everyone. Mandy and Dana already have pretty good chemistry. I'll say that much. Dana has gotten so much better. Baszler constantly gets distracted by Lana, and Dana escaped the Kirifuda a couple times, but Lana distracted, cost her from getting the pin, and then Shayna chokes her out. I'm just sitting there like, man, this is a title match. Stretch it out a little bit. Show us that Mandy and Dana are contenders. I saw a lot of people complaining about Shayna selling and all that stuff. Let Nia sell some of this match. I mean, I get it. That ain't a strong suit. Uh, I would probably rather have Shayna in there doing it and Nia like not paying as much attention. And that's how you explain them getting them being Mandy and, and Dana getting the leg up. But if you want me to buy them as contenders, you make them look like it, Denise. Yeah, but see, here's the thing, though, is that the women's tag team tag team bouts haven't necessarily been seen as something of importance on the roster. It's sort of just there, something for them to have. So that's why when you don't necessarily, you know, put these matches that you think will elevate the belt, they're not doing that. They're not doing that with these matches at all. So, I mean... There's only so much I'm that that's why I don't expect much because I already know what I'm gonna get for this type of match. Yeah, it was very frustrating to me. I did not I I mean it just it's drives me nuts. 
Anakin JMT says, Denise, there's Sean face masks. You can have long hair, wear a Kentucky shirt, a beard, and have a chalkboard that says FTF. I guess that's definitely the SRS look. Get your uh, FTF shirts at WrestleTalkMerch.com. You're looking at the four-time Quizzlemania champion, Denise. Can you believe it? Hollywood Salcedo does not care. Fun fact, I had no idea until we went on the air that it was going to be wrestling film. Did like, they not tell you? I, I They didn't tell me directly. Apparently they announced it. I had no idea. But the thing is, I spend so much time on these wrestlers Wikipedia pages looking up stuff that I, like, I know all this stuff. And I've watched almost every movie with a wrestler in it, period. Not only that, Jeremy and Joe have been reviewing wrestling movies every single week on Fightful. Well, I think they also posted that Lewis didn't know anything like about um about movies. So I was like, poor Lewis. No, no he does I mean Louis doesn't know anything about anything. Nothing. That's just me. That's, that's why MJF buries him. By the way, guys, uh, I am returning to the Wednesday Night War podcast this week to host. Uh, join us ten thirty PM Eastern every week. Again, as always, you can get in super chats over there, ask us questions, and as I've mentioned, you got AEW wrestlers and NXT wrestlers watching that show. That's their show of choice, for the love of God. Give it a shot. The Nerd Guru says, it's fake, but even believing Mandy keeping up with Shayna is a stretch for me. It's not for me. Guys, listen, I, I adore Shayna Baszler as a, as a wrestler. She's great. She has an aura of legitimacy that not, other, not anybody else has. But you have to realize, this isn't real. And in real MMA, I did watch Shayna Baszler lose five of her last six fights. And that was between five and like eight years ago. She was not a contender in MMA anymore like eight years ago. And uh, she has made one of the best transitions to pro wrestling that anybody ever has. And could she legitimately tear all these women limb from limb? Yes, but... And a lot of the men, too. And, and plenty of the men, yeah. Uh, and it's, it's just not real. It's just not real. Evan Wright says, Put the titles in Dakota and Raquel, you cowards. I would love that. I love Raquel Gonzalez. Did you see that match with Rhea Ripley last week? That was one of my mm. favorite matches that I've seen for the women in a very, very long time. And that's saying a lot because they've all been consistently really good. And I love what they've been doing with Raquel. At first, I thought that when she first debuted, I thought they were going to have her follow the same route as somebody like Anaya Jax. And when I saw that they were actually doing something different with her, it made me really happy because I love what they're doing. And I love seeing like the different power moves that both uh, Rhea, both that Rhea and Raquel were doing. Yeah, and um, it's <laughs> like I look at it and I'm like, man, that, that might be the first female sirloin beef sons of bitches match in WWE. Exactly. You don't have very many of the women <laughs> that could actually that look like that can, you know, act that way and actually put on a great freaking match. So I loved it. I thought I thought that was probably like my third favorite match of the night. The Nerd Guru says it's very sad that every match at Survivor Series could be made infinitely better with NXT, especially the mid-card. I don't want to see Sammy job to Bob. Uh, he probably, he's Bob. probably gonna, unfortunately. Any Poor thoughts? Bob. Yeah. Yes, Bob needs Blue Chew. Aww. Aww. <laughs> uh, Evan Wright says, 
Mr. Money in the Bank and the Tag Champs pin this week. Sigh. Oh, boy, will we get to that. I was very frustrated about that tag team thing. But let's talk about Bobby Lashley. R-Truth thought he was meeting Bobby Boucher instead of Bobby Lashley. Did you understand the reference, Denise? No. Okay. Exactly. How old are you? 28. Was I supposed to understand the reference? No, you weren't. I'm, I'm in my 30s. I love The Water Boy. It was a very fun movie. Oh, I saw the movie, but sure. that was like a long time ago. Also, you were five when that five or six when that came out. That movie is twenty two years old. Okay. Shocking that they can't get that demographic. Our uh, truth plays possum, and he gets speared and put into a full Nelson. Gulak comes out. He gets thrown on top of our truth and wins the twenty four seven title. And then Lashley walks right back in and stares. At both of them. Okay. You got anything? I want to say that oh, I was I wasn't sure if you were still selling the pause. No. <laughs> okay. Is it my turn to talk yeah, or is your still turn? Selling the pause? Wow. All right. So this was okay. Th- this was awkward right from the start. The whole promo, the whole in-ring promo with R-Truth and all of that and Sarah, it just didn't go over very well. I was like, all right, whatever. Was I supposed to laugh? Because I didn't. I just kind of moved on from there. The Lashley thing, I was already, I already knew what was going to happen with this match. I already knew we were going to have Lashley, you know, pulling over on R-Truth. So I wasn't ex- expecting anything different from this. And then... um with the whole Drew Gulak thing, that was a little interesting because I was like, okay, he's just going to throw him in there and help him win. So when he came back, I was expecting something different. So just the stare down thing kind of threw me off guard. But overall, the segment was just kind of there. It didn't really make sense at all. But I was like, all right, it it seems like that's what it, if anything, it may be even a little bit better than what we've been seeing for some of the other 24-7 segments. Yeah. Uh, it, it does beat the, the chase people around, do the same thing over and over again. I, I just, I'm like, okay, why even make this match? There, there aren't other people for Lashley to beat. All right, whatever. It, it was, it's just because this episode sucked so bad. <laughs> and it's also the same thing with Lashley every week, and the, but there's no substance to it. It's like, all right, cool. So he's going to, you know, do this. He's going to come out, look impressive. Okay, but what else? Yep. Oscar Rosales says, Louis Mysterio and SRS Mysterio team confirmed. No, he's going back to OVW. He's off Quizzlemania. <laughs> Drew Nicholas, actually, that's uh, for the Lana segment. Zach Barber says, R-Truth is a national treasure. That's the thing. It's it's hard for me to really dis, like despise anything that, that R-Truth does because I just enjoy him and he's awesome. Yeah, he's the only person that wouldn't make me like rage over something like this because he's so entertaining. Yeah, I get what you mean, but there's only so much that you can possibly do at one point. Oh, God, these promos. AJ and Jordan ran off Lucha House Party, and then AJ comes out, and he was the only good thing about this promo, I thought. He comes out and makes himself captain. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Uh, Keith Lee and Seamus show up. And Seamus makes a lurch reference. Do you know what lurch is? Dang, I don't know anything. You shouldn't, Denise. You shouldn't, Man. Denise. This is not a good sign. No. They should be, if I don't get it, then and you're trying to get like the Gen Zers and stuff like that, it's not looking good. I mean, and I get there have been some Adams Family things recently, but come on, let's be real. This was about like the 1960s Adam fan, Adams Family. That's what he was referring to. The big dude there. Jesus Christ, this was so dumb. The terminology in these promos was so garbage. It was so bad and so stupid. Uh, the only thing that I didn't hate was Braun coming out and saying, I've won 12 Survivor Series matches. That was funny. But then Adam Pierce comes out and says, Oh, I can't find anybody for uh, to face you uh, for a Survivor Series qualifier. I'm like, well, then your roster sucks, bro. They suck. And then AJ pitches a triple threat match. This was way too long, this promo was. This was bad in terms of it was long. A lot of it didn't make sense. It was clunky. You know, you, I see, I liked everything that the New Day did later on today. So I that was perfectly fine. But this, this didn't work for me. I kind of thought it was dumb. Like, you know, the whole team captain stuff, all of that didn't work out for me. And it was just kind of like, all right, let's get to the point of this. Like, what are where are we going at? What is the direction that we're going at with this? And that was about it. I didn't even think there was any funny one-liners for this segment. Yeah, I didn't like this at all. And I'm like, okay, so you're setting up a person who qualified for Team Raw to get pinned. And that's exactly what they did. Sheamus got pinned. This was a sirloin beef sons of bitches triple threat match. But I actually, this, this to me, it was like almost too much. Like, I, I get that there's a, a severe... Like the match was too much or like the buildup for it, the, the all stuff of before it. was too much? I, I was soured on the match by the time it happened. Then I was like, all right, they're, they're running each other into stuff. I was just already sour on it. It's like, I know Braun's winning this. Then they did a yeah. Tower of Doom. I hate the Tower of Doom. Tower of Dooms are stupid. See, I liked this match because I was just waiting to see those impressive big man moves, you know? I was like, all right, let's see what cool stuff they can do with this. So that's why I actually enjoyed this match. I mean, it wasn't anything special, and but it was... But they had some good moments in there, though. Like, I thought the part where they, you know, uh, where Braun Strowman, like, ran through them and the barricade fell down. And that was they good. almost hit. That was, a, that was a nice spot. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, yeah. And I loved Sheamus doing the white noise on Braun. I thought that was a great spot. thought that was great. I did not like Keith Lee's belly to belly. Like, that standing belly to belly. I would I would ditch that. I wouldn't do that one anymore. That one looked lame. That was lame. even his worst moment of the night for him, though. Yeah, he almost hit the corner of that table, too. That was that was rough. Braun ends up winning, pinning Sheamus to the power slam. Because of course. Of course. What would you say that what were, were you getting at about his worst moment of the night? 
oh my god his dive outside the ring dude that was so yeah. bad I felt like that was scary to watch like his head his neck and like the ring apron was just like so close to one another like so close it was really scary to see that yeah Cyclops is better than Wolverine says Seamus plus Braun equals time to look up my phone and eat <laughs> I mean I, yeah. I would say that was this moment there was other moments on raw where i think that's the time to look at your phone and eat (laughs) they just couldn't have telegraphed this win anymore and afterwards i did enjoy this seamus like hugs braun Strowman because braun's like we gotta put our issues aside and work together shake my hand like a man that was my favorite line and then seamus kicked him and i thought that was funny and then aj ending with the last laugh he was so funny and he was just like, why can't you all just get along? Why? That was so funny. AJ Styles was probably the highlight of all of this because even on commentary, he was just acting over dramatic. And AJ Styles, he does, like, whenever he does, like, these comedic skits, like, he always does them really well. I don't know what it is about AJ Styles, but he always makes me laugh. So with this, I loved how he was just being over-exaggerated when he saw them, you know, shake hands or whatever. He's all celebrating, making a big deal about it. I thought that everything that AJ Styles did in this made everything so much better because he was, like, you know, delivering this as a funny thing, but then everybody else was being really serious, so it kind of meshed out really well. Yeah, I thought so too. Uh, AJ was the highlight of this. I didn't think that... It just wasn't for me. I know that there are going to be a lot of people that remember this match, and they're going to go, that was fun, that was good, but to me, they telegraphed it too much just because I've watched it for longer than a week, and I could kind of see where things were going. Cameron Grimes' cardio trainer says, did you see that Jordan Devlin promo? Not yet. Uh, I have not. Uh, Anakin JMT says, my question is, why do they want to be captain? What do they ever get? That's a thing. Vince McMahon always thinks that brand supremacy and uh, leading the way. Like, that's, that's not that important. I don't care. If you win, you win. But even winning, I was like, you don't even get anything because, I mean, we all remember the year that freaking SmackDown didn't win anything and everybody was all, like, livid over it. And then what happened afterwards? Nothing. They need to have stakes. And, I mean, they have established that winners win money, whether they, they win match or not. like Or, or whether they, they're winning a match on, on Raw or Survivor Series, you get the winner's purse, so to speak. But that's not enough for me to believe that these people who are so petty all the time are going to put aside their differences. Evan right, Wright, exactly. Evan Wright says, I can only dream of Yano versus Truth versus John Silver. John Silver is so much fun. I'm really excited for his match with Orange Cassidy. Uh, Angel Garza basically does like an old school video dating ad and he gives a rose to the camera. I didn't understand any of this. I was like, he's talking a bunch of words and I'm just like listening them in, but I'm not soaking in what he's saying at this moment. This was dumb. It didn't hit home with me. I thought, you know, Angel Garza has been all of these segments, even though they're like a little bit, you know, silly. You know, we can make poke at the fun, poke at the fact that he's married and that he's out there flirting with Charlie. But at least some of them have been funny. I thought this one was probably the least funniest. I did like the ending, though, when he brings out the the rose. And I feel like they're probably going to rip off, you know, the bachelor, the bachelorette. So I do feel like we're going to be seeing more of something like that. Or at least I feel that's the direction they're heading in with this, which I wouldn't mind seeing them do some like fun segments like that yeah ah it's just this is this was really a a, a very weird approach to all this 
I did not quite understand it, but hey, you know, to each their teach their own, I guess. Then we got Firefly Funhouse, and they targeted Randy Orton. This really, like I said, seemed like Alexa Bliss was enjoying herself. It seemed like she was having a lot of fun doing this. Later on, we see Nikki Cross like try to talk some sense into her, so to speak. How'd you feel about this? <laughs> it was kind of dumb. Yeah. She turns around and I'm thinking, oh, her face is going to be really ugly. She's going to have something like horrendous. And she turns around and it's really just like she has like, you know, these lights in her face and she has like these, I'm assuming, contacts in her eyes. And that's pretty much about it. So I wasn't crazy about that portion of it, but I did love everything that they did in the Firefly Funhouse because that was great. My favorite part was when they were talking about the three most important letters in, in wrestling and, you know, she, everybody's thinking whatever right and then the little the little pig goes pig that part killed me i thought that was hilarious and i don't even know how funny it was intended to be but for me it got over i loved the firefly funhouse today and i think that alexa bliss and i've said this every single week she has been adding so much more to it because she's genuinely like you said having a good time but she's also really good at making those facial expressions those close-ups when you get to her camera she does like the yowie wowie you know it comes across as really really good and really authentic like this was actually like made for her and it seems like it wouldn't be because it's something that is obviously intended for the fiend but she's working in working into it very well yeah and then we see nikki cross trying to talk some sense into her i'm glad they didn't just abandon nikki cross in this situation because i mean it it wouldn't make any sense they they were a team for a year and a half why would she just be like oh well okay bye like, I don't care about you. Hey, she's a good friend. She still cares about her, is willing to check up on her and see what's happening. I also kind of like that there was no violent split between the two. Like, because I, I like that they're finding more creative and different ways to split these acts. Because so we saw the same thing for so long, Denise. It was somebody gets beat up and then that's that. Right, you can see it coming or happening a mile away. But this one, it was like, okay, the breakup because they're doing something different. But okay, they're still sort of friends, but not really because. But they still have that factor where she still cares for her. Yeah, and I, and I appreciate that. Uh, Leonza Duncan says loved everything Alexa and Bray, but the rest, eh. I mean, some people are gonna like this Alexa Bray stuff no matter what. There are some like especially Alexa and Bray super fans out there that are gonna be all about this but i thought it was it was solid and like i said you can tell alexa is enjoying her work and i can kind of admire that see and you say like super fans of of the fiend and alexa and what they're doing and i think the reason for that is it's the fact that they're bringing something different to the table in the sense that something that is like that can appeal to people that aren't necessarily just wrestling fans. Like if you were to say, Oh, WWE is going to have like, you know, uh, a special unique line at hot topic. Like I can definitely see them like really pushing, you know, the fiend and Alexa bliss and their sort of thing and what they're doing on there. If they were to come up with like some interesting, like, you know, merchandise or gear or something like that. So I can see that as being something that could, you know, attract people that are maybe just casual viewers or non wrestling fans. So that, that's part of what I think is really working with what they're doing. And uh, yeah, we we got a super chat from Rakshit Khan who says the camera work in the Bliss segment was so bad. And you mentioned that they're bringing something different to the table. 
That's the opposite of what Nia Jax did because she brought the same thing to the table that she's brought oh, the last six I'm times. Over it, Sean. I know. You, I know. Last week you said that it's still funny to you. I'm so over to oh. the point where I put my hand in my face and I'm just like, oh, and this, I don't do that very often. This was the first week where I was like, all right, come on. Uh, you, Nia beats up Lana, picks her up instead of pins her instead of pinning her. Then they put her through the table. The biggest story of this match was that they actually split the Iconics to put Peyton in a new duo with Lazy Evans. What the f- What the hell? And it's weird because Lacey Evans was doing fine on her own. Like, yeah, she wasn't a top star, but every time she was put on the mic or whatever it is that she was told to do, she went out there and she did the job and she got it done. I didn't necessarily think that she was somebody that needed to be paired up or put in a tag team. Yeah. And you know what the, you know what this is? It's Lana getting put through a table again. There's not really much we can talk about. But Drew Nicholas says, No doubt in my mind, Lana's going to be the sole survivor at Survivor Series. And I don't hate it. They made her a bit more sympathetic. I do think it would be so funny if there was a double pin and then she was the only one left. I think that'd be hilarious. Uh, Evan Wright. I, I wonder if that's the direction that they're going in with this because it kind of feels like that's where it has to go. And she has gained a lot of sympathy. Like even me just watching this, even though I'm sick and tired of seeing it, I was still like, damn, like Lana's doing a really good job at making me feel really bad for her right now. Evan Wright says, was Keith Lee watching Kota Ibushi tapes? Yes, very, very dangerous was that spot. Cyclops is better than Wolverine says, can't stop laughing at this Hulk costume. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's just causing me a lot of technical difficulties. This mustache keeps falling off. <laughs> and Zach it's like Barber, sliding down my lip. Zach Barber says, damn it, WWE, now I want to see Lana get redemption. I do too. I want to see Lana punch Nia in the face really hard. But really get one in on her. None of this like, oh, she's probably going to get yeah. it. No, like really lay it on, lay it in on her. So, Denise, as you know, and we, we don't often talk about this on the, on the show, tomorrow is a very important day, in especially oh, in America. Yeah. I, I was like, what's tomorrow? I thought we were going wrestling related. Well, yeah, it is. It is. And I don't usually endorse or anything, but I just want to look at you guys and tell you guys how important it is for the future of America. Please... Go blue on erection day. That's right. Make sure your polls are accurate on erection day because our friends at Blue Chew can get it done for you. Bluechew.com. You know, you know the drill. Same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. But it's a chewable. Ready when you are? Ready when you're not? Just ready to go. That's bluechew.com. You're gonna you're gonna lead the nation to new heights. And I mean new heights, if you know what I mean. Bluechew.com prescribed online, shipped straight to your door. I know there's been a lot of hocus pocus about those mail-ins, people saying lots of stuff, but let me tell you, Blue Chew delivers in the mail safe discreet, and effective. They work with their online physicians to get you the active ingredient you need. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to wait in line at the doctor. Ship straight to your door. And you get that first shipment free. Free. 
No fuzzy math about that. Free. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. Vote Blue Chew. Vote for an erect penis. Vote for enhanced sexual performance. Vote for comfort, confidence in bed. Blue Chew 2020 on Erection Day. Hit them up at Blue Chew. Let them know you heard about them from us. I am Sean Rossap, the King Senpai Dong Lord, and I approve this message. Cameron Taylor Grimes Swift just did a Blue Chew ad. I will never get over that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> There's going to be a lot more that's like a slamming screen door when you use Blue Chew. Oh God. You can call me Sean. Cameron Grimes cardio trainer says hashtag make America bone again. Trevor L says hashtag vote blue chew. Yep. Aaron entertainment says somehow Nia will go through the table by Lana. I hope so. Reminder guys, get those super chats in and you get a little bit of something else in when you use blue chew and the code fightful hot dog. I'm not old enough for this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So the Hurt Business defeated New Day. Um, Let's talk about the promo first. Okay. VIP Lounge, you got Lashley trashing Sami Zayn. And then I love what MVP said. He was like, we get a tag title shot because we took out Retribution. We're rewarded with gold. And I'm like, good, that makes sense. But it doesn't make sense why Retribution was drafted in the first place. You could have been rid of these turds. Dude, I forgot about Retribution. When he made a mention of them, I was like, oh, snap, Retribution's still a thing. I forgot. That's terrible, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So then, like, I'm just sitting there like, okay, well, why'd they get drafted? That's dumb. But Kofi Kingston and Xavier come out, and they're very entertaining. Kofi says he's won more titles than the Hurt Business combined. They've actually won the same amount. But still, I did think it was funny when they said, Nine times? Ten times. Like, there's a lot of confusion. And they said, okay, we'll go with ten times. And Xavier says, we beat the Dudleys! That was a nice troll job. I like that. Yes, I like that. There are not a lot of acts that could have pulled off this extended promo, walking down the ramp, killing time. But I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at the crappy promo before the triple threat match. And I'm like, we couldn't have taken three of those minutes and given it to the women's tag match. Couldn't have given three more minutes to them to build an effective title match. Terrible. Um, Xavier was very funny. He said that he got in trouble for the in the sixth grade for staying up late and watching matches from uh, people in the Hurt Business. That they, they were really entertaining here. That was my favorite line, by the way, where he says, like, oh, because I was going, getting ready to go from sixth grade to seventh grade. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, They just did so much funny stuff in this that I feel like this has been, like, it was a nice reminder of the new day. And this was all funny, the part where they were, you know, saying that Bob Lashley could only last eight seconds, according to Lana. They had, like, one good liner after another good liner in this segment. So I loved everything that they did here. So the action was very good in the match. The Nerd Guru says, Tonight's show outside of New Day and Hurt Business? Woof. Well, I would say woof to this too, because, okay, hear me out, Denise. Good work. I love a good Cedric Alexander uh, Michinoku driver. Uh, 
not sure what Shelton and Kofi were trying to do with that pop-up. That was very weird. But I like the Neuralizer into the pay dirt. And they win. But I'm sitting here wondering, Denise, okay, you're building me up for New Day versus Street Profits in a non-title match. But I'm sitting here watching New Day get beat by a team that has barely existed for a month in a non-title match. And then... Right. I didn't even know it was a non-title match until after the match. <laughs> I thought yeah. they I thought they won the tag titles because that's what MVP said. Oh, we're rewarded with a tag title match. When? And if so, why are you doing this one? Okay, see, I didn't get that. I I I went in this n- knowing that this wasn't a tag for the tag titles at all. Well, see, that's the thing. I thought it was a non-title match. Then MVP comes out and says well, we got a title match because we got rid of Retribution. And I go, great, a tag title match on Raw with these four? Sign me up. I'm all for it. I like all these guys. I even like MVP trolling about at ringside. But then they were just like, oh yeah, by the way, this is non-title. I thought they changed it like on the spot because of what MVP said. No, see, I didn't think that at all. So I don't know why like that... But I can definitely see, though, the t- I think what it was is that MVP sometimes, like, for me, just talks and talks and talks. And I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. Like, he's just going to go on and on about this and this and that. So I didn't put that much focus or emphasis into what he said about this. Uh, yeah, a fine match, but, oh, it just frustrated me. Uh, I did like this match, though. Yeah, and I, I like too. the fact that they were really hyping it up. I thought that was good. I love the intro to it. They just kind of kicked it off really fast. So the match itself was fine. It was good. I liked it. But that that was my extent of it for this. I thought that everything that they did that was really good all happened before this match. Andre Banks says, for that Blue Chew lead-in, here's a super chat. Chef's kiss. Reminder, guys, get in your super chat as we are hitting the home stretch of this show. Uh, We also have an AEW Full Gear post-show this Saturday. I will be doing the virtual scrums, assuming that they happen. Those will be live, so make sure you guys check those out. Ricochet defeated Tucker Knight, who I thought was Wesley Blake of the Forgotten Sons. Um, (laughs) Ali is out here for this, and Tucker gets pinned in like 10 seconds with a recoil. I don't know. Okay, so when Ollie came out and they did this whole retribution thing, I saw like some people on Twitter were like, oh, this is good for retribution. Like they're starting to get the ball back, whatever. And then other people are like, no, like this this doesn't really matter, whatever. And I got to say, I agree with those people that don't see this as a sort of rebirth for retribution because I I know what they were trying to do here. They were trying to maybe get some ba- some some of that momentum that they had going in. But it's like, okay, we've already seen retribution come in and tear the house down in terms of like physically not actually like you know tearing the house down in the slang way but it's just not it's I feel like it's too late like it's got to be continuous to have it each and every single week for them actually being impressive actually doing something not looking like dorks on the roster they actually have to look impressive look cool look edgy all of that stuff so I just now I wasn't feeling this at all today it's too late for me Yeah, they screwed these guys over. Evan Wright says they're selling Retribution merch now as if they couldn't make them look dorkier. Uh, Ricochet tried to jump them. He got a double sit-out choke slam. Tucker got beat up, too. Whoop-de-doo! 
NerdGuru says, Tucker is now generic superstar five on a WWE game. Yeah. Feeling I wasn't dr- expecting anything else for him either at yeah. all. I, I, I feel bad, but I had no hopes once this separation with him and Otis. I wasn't expecting for anything to be done with Tucker. Yeah, same here. At least he got that main roster money. Feeling Dreepy says, Ollie's Twitter promo is better than most of Raw tonight. Normally, I'd agree. I didn't. I thought this was another effort of him trying to make sense of something WWE didn't want to make sense of. And it just, it was, I was just like, come on. Come on. The, the explanation of the names and the masks. And I, I thought it was bad. Uh, Cameron Grimes Cardio Trainer said, so Ricochet is the new Ty Dillinger now. If they would have used Ty Dillinger, Ty Dillinger would have been really, really good in WWE. He was over. He had a gimmick. I know a lot of people say, well, he wasn't over. The chant was over. Give me an over chant any day of the week and let me rake in the money. I mean, there are a lot of people that have done very well with an over chant, and he was a more than capable performer. Ricochet's got to be made special. to get spe- a chant that's over, you know? Ricochet's got to be special, Denise. He's got to be able to do the stuff that made him special. Exactly. And dang, I, I see, I had hopes for Ricochet. Now I just kind of feel like, all right, I know what to expect from Ricochet and I don't expect anything less or anything more either. So that's not necessarily something good per se. Yeah. Carlos Easy says, heavy machinery and the Iconics are never, ever getting back together. And Kay Amal says, if you want to feel like you're 22 again, use bluechew.com. Code Fightful. That's a good I one. I appreciate you. <sighs> Handicap match. So I'll tell you what I liked. I mean, one, I liked this match. It was very good. But I like Sheamus, a heel, trying to recruit Drew McIntyre backstage. Who says heels and baby faces can't be friends? I'm all for right. this. I thought this was good. It made them seem like normal humans, Denise. And I like this because I feel like we're getting, you know, those seeds, those seeds planted for Sheamus, Drew McIntyre. And I don't mind it because if they do do this, I prefer this instead of Drew and The Miz. And I hope that they save Drew, AJ Styles till the Royal Rumble. And if they do have Drew, Sheamus, I feel like you can expect a fun match that's very hard hitting. Yeah, they just got to stop go having Sheamus lose. And they had that, him lose tonight. I want to watch two winners fight. But we had a handicap match. Drew beat Miz and Morrison. The the first like half of this match was your typical formula, boring WWE match. You know what it is. The pace picks up, though, and it gets crazy. Drew actually borrows Sheamus' forearm spot, which I thought was really cool. But Drew did this spider suplex on Morrison. It's the German out of the corner. And Morrison went inside out. Wow, that ruled. Uh, there was a spinebuster pin on Miz. Morrison did a a standing star press. Very cool. Drew kicked out of the skull crushing finale. Very cool. Drew does the Topecon Hilo that people keep telling me to call the Topecon Gyro. I don't care. <laughs> I call it what they call it on WWE programming. But Claymore to Miz and a win. The match itself before the post. How'd you feel about it? I thought it was really, really good down the stretch. 
I got to agree. The ending, like the last several minutes were really good. It was a really fast paced, hard hitting match. So I liked that because I wasn't really expecting much from this match. But I got to say, I did enjoy it. And I liked what they did here. So I just kind of hope that we sort of keep continuing to get that momentum with Drew McIntyre. They've been doing pretty well with him, like even consistently every single week. <laughs> every single week that he even isn't in the focus with Randy Orton, he's still been doing pretty good stuff on the show. Man, Sean. <laughs> I would agree. I, I'm, I'm with you. I thought that especially down the stretch, this match really kicked it into another gear. Ultimately, it doesn't mean a damn thing, but yeah, I think they should play it out the, how I mentioned. Randy Orton's like, no, no title shot for you. And then Drew ends up going to Adam Pearce and saying, you know what? You gave Miz a shot. Give me a shot at this. Uh, Zach Barber says, are we getting a shirt rip, Denise? Don't be a pervert. <laughs> I didn't plan for that. I'm sorry. My God. My God. <laughs> Orton hits Drew with an RKO and we end the show. Okay. I feel like I've seen that ending a billion times now. Yeah. I didn't think there was anything really special from tonight's show. I thought it was just a show. I felt like it was a filler. I wasn't planning on seeing Nia Jax wrestle twice on the same night. So a lot of stuff for me that kind of just didn't really go over this week. Evan Wright wraps us up with Super Chats and says, Do you think Tucker is kept? Really feels like they're telegraphing his standing with the company and he might be gone. An AEW regular or AEW Dark regular incoming. I think he'd be very good on AEW Dark. Tucker is massively underrated, but I don't think they'll release him. I think that they'll probably just send him back to NXT or use him as a jobber for a long time. Dude, I don't even know what they would do with him. He's just been slotted. Yeah. Uh, if you want to make sure that you're slotted, um, use bluechew.com code fightful guys, leave a thumbs up, subscribe. Denise, tell the people where they can find you. Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Go there. I've been doing a lot more live streams on there, so please check that out. And please do not forget to check out my show every single Wednesday, <laughs> every single Wednesday on F4W Online. Speak now pro wrestling. Get this trash <laughs> off of me. Even the shirt. Even the shirts. Hey, trash. That was the best you look, Sean. Yeah, right. Look, my hair's all matted now. Ugh. Guys, until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off, my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.